Here's the cross for Schneider with the set. Couldn't hold on. Gilby's at him. Schneider gets away. And he can run just about all the way. All the way. And drive home for his second. And again, the same stretch to 22 points. And we are joined by Adam Schneider, 130 games with the Saints across a 228-game career, a member of our 2009 and 10 grand final sides, won a flag with Sydney in 2005, ripped us apart along the way there as well. But Schneider, uh, thanks for, uh, for joining us. Yeah, no worries, guys. Thank you for having me. Now, when you, you look back, I mean, without starting with the, the hard question first up, you look back at the 130 games with the Saints. Now, you are a premiership player with Sydney, but do you look back and say... You know, we, we were a, a terrific side that did some, some wonderful things and the overriding emotion is pride, or is there that, that I guess, the very small part of you that, that is the missed opportunity with uh, with what was a very good group? Oh, look, I'd be lying if I didn't say you had a little bit of regret slash, you know, if only sort of moments, that's for sure. But I think um, the team we had and the bond we sort of had as a group, it's it's still extremely strong today. So looking back, yeah, you're more than overexcited than what it was and, like I said, we catch up every week before the grand final and it's it's a special bond that we have even though we didn't get the success. But you sort of have no regrets in the fact that you gave it everything. It just obviously didn't get the result that we're after. Schneid, Nick Splitter here, mate. Thank you for joining us on the podcast this week. Um, just no wanted to Just wanted to ask a quick one about your kind of favourite memories in the red, white and black. Obviously, had the ball bounced a couple of different ways. You might have a different answer to, to this question, but... Out of out of everything in your 130 games for us, what, what was your favourite memory? Well, it's a good question. Uh, yeah, look, the experience of the grand finals, obviously, no doubt, is was always great. But even the prelims, you know, they were always big games of footy against the Western Bulldogs. I think we played twice to, to get into the grand final. They were big games. Um, the draw in 2010 was, was obviously a huge a huge moment. Um, something I'll never forget. So... Um, yeah, look, that's definitely it. But they're also playing into milestone games with some other players. I'm playing in Robert Harvey's, one of his milestone games. Um, also, it was something you remember in, in other games like that. So, equally, one you never forget. Dave Schneid's Aaron here. Um, basically, I'm just going to check the players that you sort of got to know around the club the best from the time that you were with us. Um, you did move down with, obviously, Sean Dempster down to the club. Who, who was the ones you basically clicked with the best there? Yeah, Sean and I came down in the same deal and I moved in with David Clark when I first come down, who's an absolute ripping ripping man and got a ripping family with Raf and and Pam, his mother and all that, so they were really welcoming and, and the guys like Del Sano, Montagna and Kazitsky, uh, Milne, sort of the first day I was there, sort of took us out for dinner and, and we you know, stayed strong ever since and like I said, to go through some of the stuff we went through um, was obviously not the great greatest things, but it turned into an ultimate friendship. And we still catch up regularly. Every opportunity we get, we still chat regularly. There's a group of about 30 of us in a text message that's been going for five years now. So it's sort of them guys we sort of continually go. And basically we just take the piss out of each other, but it's <laughs> all friendly banter. And 
and we really enjoy it. So I'd, I'd probably say them guys there are the ones I'll still keep in touch with regularly. That 2009 season, you're second at the club. You've played the, the 24 games, and St Kilda's gone 22-3 uh, and three over the course of the, the season, including the, the grand final. It's, it's, statistically speaking, the best St Kilda side of all time and, statistically speaking, one of the best sides of the modern era. Unfortunately, obviously, didn't quite go all the way. But that year, I mean, 2008 was a little bit indifferent whether we hit our straps late. But was there a point in 2009 where you thought, geez, this is a, uh, this is a pretty, pretty special thing we've got going on? And, and what was it, I guess, that made that all click that year? The, the defensive numbers were, were astronomical. Yeah, I think so. Look, I think 2008 was obviously an okay year. It all made the prelim, I think it was, against Hawthorne. Um, but then in 2009, we probably just sort of found the game plan that Ross had brought down. And I guess the defense, defensive side of things, it was it really was on. And I think we just had everyone playing a role for the team, which made a huge difference. You know, we had blokes like Andrew McCord and Rob Eddy, who, in respect, are not huge names for the club, but geez, are important to us. Um, in doing some stuff which allowed Stephen Milne and, and Nick Redall to cheat out the back and kick all the goals and get all the glory. But having guys like that, it was just fantastic. And I remember going to games and talking to Joey Montagna about it and we got excitement out of hearing the crowd get excited with us doing the pressure. And we remember we could just sort of feel it coming on and on and constant pressure in the forward and midfield and all of a sudden we get goals from that. So, look, it was... It was something that was obviously a year and a half in working and, and it sort of come off for us. And I don't know, without sounding arrogant or confident, it was just you go to a game knowing, yep, if we play the way we want to play, we're you know, a really good chance of winning this. And it was enjoyment and enjoying doing it. Um, Schneids, fast forward a, a, another year and obviously a, a really strange situation for all of us uh, at the end of that first 2010 grand final. What, what are those overriding emotions and thoughts that go through your head when, when the siren goes and you realise... You haven't won, but you haven't lost. And what are you feeling in that moment? Oh, mate, that that is so hard to describe that feeling. And I guess you guys, as supporters, is probably the same thing. How do you describe it? You know, if only you had five minutes more. If only the ball. All this kind of stuff goes through your head. But just at the time, it was it was a funny story to go along with this. So I'll let you guys know. After the game, couples didn't know what to do. Are we having extra time? We're we coming back next week and. Right, oh, we got the message. Right, I'll come back next week. Beautiful. Let's let's go across to the rooms. And Lenny Hayes got up and got his award and and all that kind of things. And we're right. I'll oh, we'll go back to the change room and get dressed and sort this out. And we got the message that the sewage had leaked through the yeah. whole change room. Yep. <laughs> so all that all it's flooded with sewage and stunk and all that. So we couldn't even go in there. So we've gone to the old change room, MCG. So that just added to the weird feeling. And I remember initially when the song went, it was just the crowd was there, this eerie noise. It like I don't know, I've never seen someone being murdered. It was like someone had been murdered in the stadium. No one knew what to do or say. It was just weird. And you look at the cross and guys are just sort of stunned face. And, and then it was, and we had a chat after it. And I remember this clear as a bell that night. We went home um, and I called Stevie Milne and I said, hey, buddy, you going all right? And he goes, mate, you know, we're playing another grand final next week. People get an opportunity to play in one grand final. We've got a chance to play in another grand final. And from that moment, I just turned it around and go, you know what, you're bloody right. How exciting to have another opportunity to play in a grand final. And unfortunately, it didn't go our way. Uh, but the mindset just changed straight away and it turned to excitement again. Yeah, I was going to follow on from Nick's question there and just sort of question, um, was the preparation for the second game much different to what the first one was? Um, obviously, it turned out a lot different. Um, but was there really anything that changed that week from the previous? Oh, look, I think it was more... Obviously, knowing what was ahead of it, you know, there's no grand final parade. 
Um, it was mostly focused on recovery because it was a long season, all that kind of stuff. Um, so, that look, not, not a heap, to be honest. You just try and treat it. And this is what Ross did really well. Is it's just another game of footy. We caught it round 27, I think it was. It wasn't a grand final. It was just round 27 v Collingwood. So, that was sort of our focus. And um, We moved on quick. There's no doubt. I know Collingwood said the same thing. They moved on, and they probably claimed they moved on better than us. But, in better fact, they were probably the better team for the year. And um, they got the win they probably deserved. And... Like I said, we, we probably missed opportunity in the, the week before to do that. So, no, no different, mate. It was, it was all the same. I was going to, um, there's been a lot of people talking about the, the, even the health of the group second time around. Did you feel that the group was banged up for that, that replay or did you feel coming into the game that I guess you were fresh enough to be able to take the challenge on because I guess a lot of people thought, even observing St Kilda, that they looked like they had a lot of sore bodies? Yeah, I'm, I'm not going to use that as an excuse, that's for sure. We did, obviously didn't have Michael Gardner. I think did his hammy in the in the first one, who's a great player for us. Um, we know that. But in saying that, I think the half-time, I think we had two goals nine or two goals ten, mm-hmm. something like that. So if you turn that around, I don't reckon too many people would have been saying that. Um, and the game would have been right on. So it's easy to say that looking back. Um, but look, we may have been some players. I can't speak for everybody, but, you know, it, it's, it's no excuse, that's for sure. The last one from, from me in that regard for, for that particular era was, so Ross Lyons copped a bit of criticism, I guess, for the, the way that St Kilda's list was after he left at the end of the 2011 season. Uh, is that fair or, or unfair? I mean, obviously he drags St Kilda to within an inch of, of a couple of premierships, potentially back-to-back premierships. Uh, has he copped, a, I guess, a negative rap for the state of St Kilda's list, or could perhaps we have seen more of Jack Stephen, Tom Lynch, these sorts of players, late in his tenure? Well, it's come out of two grand finals of nine and ten, and then a year later. You can't say, I, I personally believe you haven't left the list in a bad way at all, Yeah, really. Um, if we'd won two of them, he's a genius. Or well, we won one of them, all of a sudden he's an absolute genius and you keep going on now. I know the young guys didn't get opportunity, but that probably comes through having a healthy list as well at the time, not having too many injuries for them guys not to get that opportunity. Um, and I reckon if you look back at Jack Steve and Jaron Geary, these sorts of guys having to come through the VFL, I reckon it's made them better players. Um, and they, looking back now, right now you'd have to say they are because they had to do it the hard way. And they they really learnt some hard lessons and, and they've come out the other way but even better. And Tom Lynch is probably another example. So... Yeah, I, I definitely don't buy into that, that criticism for Ross. Now, you're up there coaching GWS in the NEFL at the moment. Um, now, we've got another senior up there at the same time as well as assistant coach, Lenny Hayes. Uh, now, your aspirations for coaching is where do you think you'll be going with that and where do you think Lenny might end up? Yeah, we all know everyone loves Lenny, don't we? <laughs> it's funny that I, uh, I was obviously at the Sons and... I just signed a contract two weeks before I got traded to St Kilda and had the right to say no, and I said no, and then Rossi rang me and said, look, we'd really like you to come down. I said, oh, mate, I just signed, appreciate it. I said no. And the third day, Lenny Hayes called me, and I said, oh, God, I can't say no to Lenny. So <laughs> come down to St Kilda, it was, the best, it was the best thing I ever done personally for me. Um, and then Lenny spoke to me about the Giants job as well, and I said, oh, well, I better go follow Lenny as well. So, yeah, look, he's, he's great, mate. Um as a player, I would have thought he'd never be a coach, to be honest, because he's very quiet. But he just led by example. You know, obviously we see how he plays; he's unbelievable. Mm. Um, he just he led that way, and over the two years I've been here now, he's he's definitely grown, and he's going to be a great coach if he ever wants to be a senior coach down the track. 
Um, but he, he's definitely got the boys in, in the midfield going well and a lot of respect from everyone. Uh, mate, we might might rewind a little bit back to uh, back to the very start. Obviously, you were drafted in, in 2001, which is a, a pretty memorable draft. Um, you went at pick number 60, um, 228 games, 257 goals. There wouldn't have been too many people picked you know, pick 60 and, and beyond that would have had that sort of career. What what do you put that down to? Um, I think I was a 17-year-old back then as well. Wasn't expecting to get drafted. Um, it was a year it wasn't on TV. So I know all the years it's been on TV. And this year it wasn't. It was only on the internet. So I was at my house on the farm and the internet had crashed. So I couldn't <laughs> upload the actual draft. Didn't know what was going on. So what you do in the country, you go down to your neighbour's house. So I drove 2K to my neighbour's house. He wasn't home. Front door was wide open, so I just went in and used his computer and we watched the draft on there. So, and then got, yeah, lucky to go to Sydney, like I said. And, oh, look, to be honest, mate, I, I'm not sure. I think Sydney took a bit of a gamble on me, taking me as a young player. I'd, I'd only played 11 games in the TAC Cup that year, I think. And, um, yeah, had the opportunity to go play out there. And I think I was pretty lucky, mate, to be involved in some pretty good teams. Uh, I had some good players around me as well, which obviously hurt my career. But, no, I was just a young kid who loved footy and, and got the opportunity. Now, after you finished playing football, you decided to take a very different direction. Um, Kabaddi, what and why? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah good call. Um, oh, I was going to go into coaching straight away, and I went on a honeymoon and thought, oh, I need a year out of the system just to live a normal life. I had a young family and played a year with, with Mildy in the in the VAS and we won the grand final. And the next day, Campbell Brown rang me and said, do you want to play go to India and play Kabaddi? For three weeks, I said, "Oh, yeah, no worries." Obviously, a few cans in after celebrating the flag. <laughs> Call us tomorrow, mate. Me and Mooney are in, that's for sure. Anyway, we thought he was just taking a piss. I had no idea what he was talking about. And he goes, "Mate, see, here's a video of Kabaddi. Never heard of it before." And we, you're flying out. We're flying out in two weeks, and we're going to go to training twice before we go to learn the game. And oh my god, what are we doing here? And Kabaddi is it's basically this is how I sum it up: a seven v seven on a basketball court. Except someone forgot to bring a basketball. <laughs> That's right, oh. We're going to play tag, and you know you got to try and knock out as many players as you can in half the court, and go back and forth the other way. So we've gone over to India, Ahmedabad for 21 days, played against these guys of freaks. I think over two million people watched the opening ceremony. It's bigger than the Soccer World Cup because they're absolutely mm-hmm. mad over there about it. And we're getting police escorted everywhere just to walk down the street because um, we're in a World Cup of Kabaddi and the opportunity came up and it was look it was actually great fun I actually really enjoyed the game um, not really what we're doing half the time but it was good fun and obviously a great experience and something I'll probably never get an opportunity to do again Well uh, Adam uh, you were a part of a, a terrific uh, era for St Kilda obviously you didn't quite taste the ultimate success but it was a heck of a lot of fun that forward line that had you, yourself and Milne and Nick Rewalt and Justin Kaczynski so uh, we thank you for your, your contribution to the club and thank you very much for joining us good luck with the other next chapter up there with the other Giants and uh, wherever coaching takes you and uh, and Lenny no worries guys I really appreciate it thank you